So in this week's film, uh, we have three different elements. General Hospital, One Life to Live, and the classic Lifetime movie plot. I think that's a solid formula. (laughs) What did we watch this week, Sid? This week, we watched One Last Thing, currently available to stream on Netflix, starring Wendell Pierce and Journey Smollett. Love it. Let's start the show. Hey, I'm Lex. Hey, y'all. I'm Sid. And this is The New Chitlin' Circuit. We review indie, low-budget, and direct-to-TV black films. All right. Like every week, let's pay some bills, as they say on the other pods with real ads. (laughs) (laughs) This week, (laughs) the 60-second challenge is brought to you, the listener, by you. Shout out to you. And while you're listening, go ahead, listen. Well, go ahead, subscribe. Okay, and click five stars, son. You see him right there, right there. And send the link to the pod to your friend, to your mama, and to their mama friend, too. All right, so let's get into the 60-second challenge. So Alexis will attempt to summarize one last thing in 60 seconds or less. Are you ready? I I hope so. This is probably the hardest one we've had since we started the 60-second challenge. You think so? Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Oh, okay. Well, All right, but I think I'm ready. Yeah, it's plenty of time. Really? You got it? (laughs) All right. I'm triggered. That's what my math teachers used to say about those tests that you flip over. (laughs) Your time is running out. You don't use five of your seconds. You're counting? (laughs) Really? (laughs) I'm filing an appeal. Start the clock over. I didn't know you said start. I said start. Okay. I'm going to say it nice and clear so you can hear it this time. (laughs) Start. Got it. All right. So there's a... Wendell Pierce is a dentist in Florida who plays mm-hmm. golf and drinks whiskey. He yeah. is boring. Um, <laughs> he is yeah. a boring dad type figure, except for the longest, he didn't even know he was a dad until he finds mm-hmm. out he has a daughter who lives in Brooklyn. He goes to Brooklyn to stalk her, really yes. to tell her, you know, I'm your daddy. But mm-hmm. he goes to Brooklyn and follows her around. We see that she is gay, love, and mm-hmm. really unapproachable. <laughs> so... After they do get acquainted, after they do get acquainted, um, they they start to get a little bit more comfortable with each other. And they learn things about each other. Then he finds out he ain't the daddy. Mm. And, but the whole time, Journey Smollett, who is the daughter, she need a kidney. He collects funky gold fillings out of people's teeth because he's a dentist. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sad. He still gives her the kidney. And then she almost dies. But then in the end, they both settle down with white women. Oh, damn. I didn't do that. <laughs> I was close. You was close. It it, it just ran out uh, on your last statement. But um, this this week's 60-second challenge was not fulfilled, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> but that is what happens. The movie is, it's, it's kind of, it has the same beats of like a Lifetime movie, like kind of a complex web of things happening. Yeah. And then the plot twist of an ABC soap opera. Yep. 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 <laughs> it's very freeform. Very much. <laughs> so now that we've introduced the movie, Sid, what did you think about this? What are your general thoughts uh, mm-hmm. on one last thing? General thoughts always when seeing Wendell Pierce and Journey Smollett on screen. Love them. Very, very talented actors. Always glad to see them working. 
Um, general thoughts on the movie. This was not at all what I thought it was going to be. I read the description. And I thought, okay, cool. So like this guy, Wendell, he meets his long lost daughter, but unfortunately she has like this illness and she's going to die. And then I think, okay, of course he's going to give her a kidney or whatever. But I never thought it would go to like the lengths of him then not being a daddy. Cause what's the point? And then like him being this weirdo. I mean, but when, shout out to Window showing his range because he played a great weirdo, uh, if I don't say so myself. But, and also not knowing that this was not indeed a black movie. It just stars two black actors, but everyone else in the movie are white women. And it's written yeah, by a white man. In this world, everybody's a white woman. Yeah. <laughs> until proven otherwise. <laughs> proven otherwise. So, you know, those are just general thoughts. Um, I didn't dislike the movie, but. It just wasn't what I thought was going to happen. And I thought it'd be more of us in it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What about you? Well, you know, you guys are all faithful and dig- diligent listeners. So I know you listened last week and mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know, this is it. This is what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. This movie wasn't as black as I had thought either. Um, yeah. But nevertheless, you know, it's two black people who are the stars of the movie and I love Wendell Pierce. Like mm-hmm. he is one of my favorite like actors from his uh like from his cohort of black actors. Yeah. You know? I really love I everything I've seen him in I love him. Even when I watched Waiting to Excel when I was a kid and I should have yeah. been watching that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought his character was so cute. And charming. Yeah, I thought he was so cute and cool. Yeah. And as it turns out, I have subconsciously built my masculinity around that character. <laughs> I pretty much am Wendell Pierce from that's Waiting funny. to Excel. The glasses, the the dance moves, that's me. That's um, funny. And I just, I love Wendell Pierce. So I was down to watch this. And mm-hmm. I, I have like... positive leaning neutral feelings about journey smile is acting Mm -hmm. like i don't feel like you know i I like her um (laughs) i think she looked great in this movie um i liked her hair in this movie they had Mm -hmm. she had like some long kind of like um natty uh, braids they were nice or something like that yeah yeah Yeah. i'm beating around the bush for a reason um (laughs) the movie is it's a very while the movie doesn't draw last week we got it was a very christian movie but this this movie does it hits the same emotional chords of like lifetime hallmark freeform type of movies and it it kind of wears me it kind of wore me out you know um so for the like i thought it was okay it Mm -hmm. it didn't it was sad and it was upsetting me and my homegirls yeah for as long as it toyed it just can't like it just kept strumming on the emotional strings. Like it yeah. kept like just over and over and over and over again. But for it to have done that, it didn't go deep enough at the same time. And I'd like to get into that. I like that. Let's do it. Let's you want to start with just like our just few scenes that stuck out and then get into that point. Yeah, I would. I always like yeah. to start with the first scene because even good or bad, the first scene of a movie is always a good starting point to talk about, yeah. you know, we, what I loved about it, I honestly, the movie had me at first. Same, because I wanted to, it, it, it draws you to like this montage of Wendell's like life, his just daily pattern. So he's a dentist, we find out, um, seems like a nice enough guy. 
And then he goes and plays golf, but he plays by himself, which I thought was kind of weird. And then you find out <laughs> he goes home. It's dark and empty and he's alone and he drinks whiskey and he don't got a TV. So I said, oh, this man has no family, no friends. And this is what this is. This is who he is. Got it. So I think it was a great setup for his character. Yeah, I well, I didn't I didn't readily connect with this character. I I must admit now that you describe it that way. Things are linking up a little bit more for me logically. Like I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, the scene was set. What I liked was the the movie's like technical aspects. I really liked the color, the coloring mm. of the movie, mm-hmm. um, and also like just the, it was very serene and tender. And it, it films yeah. like retiree Florida exactly the way I think that that feels when you're down in Orlando. So it felt good to watch. You know, so I knew it was going to be an emotional movie. Yeah, yeah, same. I mean, same. I mean, a title like one last thing. It it's either like this the last thing I'm gonna say to you, or this the last thing I'm gonna do when I see something's gonna happen that's tragic. In this one last mm-hmm. thing, but you know, yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed that, and it's not long. But another thing I really appreciate about the movie in the beginning is that they don't get they don't take too long to get to the premise that's that true. he's looking like. You know, he's at work and he's pulling mm-hmm. out another gold filling, funky ass gold filling from somebody's mouth. And he's saving them, storing them away, which I looked up. I said, you know, is it legal for a dentist to keep those and try and sell them? Yeah, is it, <laughs> is what, that what was, a conflict of interest? <laughs> what'd you find? Is that because that just seems weird. I found that gold fillings aren't worth that much because, I mean, your spit, the acid from like this thing, it, it kind of wears it out. Uh-huh. So, and it's an alloy. It's an alloy. So it's not pure. Uh, and okay. selling it isn't worth that much. But I guess if you collect that many, it, you have say, to cause... refine the gold even okay. further. Because when so I was seven, I had a cavity. And I'm pretty sure I got to keep my feelings. I'm a, I was going to see if. Um... It was at the house somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not much that little um, <laughs> that little silver tooth was worth. <laughs> not much. Not much. <laughs> well, I I never had a cavity as a kid, so I don't know. Oh, well, okay. Ooh, excuse me, Miss Perfect Dental Hygiene. You don't got to flex, okay? I I went a little too far with some Halloween candy one year and popped up with a cavity. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, I'm sorry I had to do my weird flex. Yeah, like weird flex, bro, but okay. (laughs) You just, I'm such a dick to dentists because number one, they're scammers to me. And so when I go, which is my mom forces me to go when I'm home because she's Mm -hmm. like, I, you know, get your teeth clean. Yeah. I go and I stun on the niggas every fucking time. Ain't no plaque to scrape. (laughs) There's not, there's no tartar. But Alexis, you're not stunting on them. They still stunting on you because you're still paying them to clean your perfectly clean mouth. So if they really stunting on you, they really because you still got to pay them. Put that on Barb's insurance. Well, no, not me. Their insurance is still paying them. It's still coming out somebody. So they really just stunting on you. It don't matter if your mouth clean or not. Nobody from the front desk, from the front desk to the trash can in the back, can't nobody in here say I got no plaque. (laughs) (laughs) It's well, (laughs) it's a flex. (laughs) <laughs> you know what so, you're right i'm a, you're right i'm gonna I'm let you have that I'm a, I'm a, yeah nevertheless um yeah <laughs> i just forgot damn what we was talking about <laughs> yeah we was going into oh because wendell pierce's character collects his 
patience, goal, oh, yeah. feelings. That's what it is. It's not illegal, technically, but I think that's conflict of interest. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> actually, yeah, because they already paid him to put him on the teeth. So they kind of own that mm-hmm. goal feeling belongs to the patient at that point. That's true. Yeah. And then a dentist could be swayed to take out more feelings or replace more feelings mm. if he knows if he knows that he's going to benefit financially Cash from out. by collecting yeah. them and selling them later. Yeah. That's a conflict of interest. Nevertheless, he's doing that. And mm. let's just get to the semi-interesting part when he goes yes. to Brooklyn. What did you think when he was following following her around? Because he, he didn't know how to go up to her door and say, I'm your daddy. I thought that shit was weird as hell. I Like, first of all, first, yeah, sure, you found out where she lives. Um, so you have her home address. Number one, I just thought it was weird that he sat outside on the bench across the street, waited for her to come out, and then just follows her. Don't sit outside nobody's house like that. That's, and you don't know them. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, she's daughter or not. Like, there, there's a different way yeah. to approach that, I would think. Like, okay, so now you, you, you've already started following her. Now you follow her into a coffee shop and you see she don't take no mess. A hipster white man comes up to her None. and she, she telling this back, back. I'm not here to play with you, boy. I want a latte. Yeah, she, does, she is a firecracker. She don't take no shit. She don't take nothing. Like, I'm trying to get my latte in peace and then go to work at this bookstore I work at. Okay, so you're in a coffee shop. I think a public place is probably the better place to approach her, but not be like, hey, girl, I'm your daddy. Because uh, I would be like, nigga, what? My daddy at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? That's, mm-hmm. Now you followed her to her place of business, her job. <laughs> yeah. And you find out she's a lesbian. Her girlfriend's there. They get into like a. A semi argument, but I guess they kind of make yeah. up and get over it. And then you look at, peeking at her from behind a corner, dude. That's weird. I, I would, <laughs> I think you're trying to kill me. That would have been my first instinct. Yeah, and the filmmakers were too heavy handed on this. So Wendell mm. Pierce, one of my favorite things about him as a person, and uh-huh. it comes through in his acting, he has really like soft and passionate eyes. Like his eyes are really like sweet yeah. and like just really you know just nice i'm clearly attracted to you are <laughs> but i, I, can't like, hide I would it. even say even in the wire i was like bunk is like a piece of shit like he is not a good guy no. but you still want to be friends with him it's exactly <laughs> his face like his his eyes are just so inviting yeah. and approachable you know um but when you pair that with <laughs> having him stand behind bushes and then the second day he follows her he puts on this like undercover cop uniform <laughs> which is also just how 50 year old men dress like a gray hoodie and a a, a blue fitted hat that's, that's true. and the jeans are too tight with like boots that's <laughs> undercover cop right there that's true. <laughs> so when you put those two things together plus him looking all passionate all the time <laughs> It's weird. It's, weird. it's creepy. <laughs> it's weird as hell. Yeah. But even though my mind, I'm trying to think, I I I don't know how the best way to approach this. She's a stranger. You guys do not know each other and tell the, this woman that I'm your father. But at the same time, you don't have to stalk her to do it. Like I think at any point in time when you approach her and tell her, it's gonna be weird anyway, because like it's random. Yeah. You popped up out of my in my life out of nowhere. And I would honestly would have rather him like why couldn't he get my phone number or my email from the private investigator? They could get that kind of info. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like, 
the the good thing about the weird ass because we spend about 10 minutes of the movie of him following her over two days yeah uh the good thing about it is later in the movie when he tells her that like he is uh told explicitly in the movie that that's weird it's weird (laughs) that was a weird decision to make (laughs) (laughs) you shouldn't have did that bro uh, yeah. yeah and I do now I want to get to that when they are so they're on like the like on the Brooklyn side of the uh, Hudson the, the east the east girl I'm, river. I may live in New so York I know but <laughs> so you live like four blocks from the river I don't understand <laughs> you know how my sense of direction is Alexis, I, I'm, that's never been my strong suit <laughs> it's the east river because Brooklyn's east of Manhattan anyway <laughs> They're out see, on the and water. I live in Harlem. How am I supposed to know that? I don't be in Brooklyn. Harlem is Harlem's on the east side of Manhattan. That's the East River. Oh. <laughs> you don't live on the Hudson. <laughs> You're uh, right. I don't. <laughs> anyway. My bad. <laughs> you really don't know directions. That's crazy. That's <laughs> Sometimes we'll make we'll me and you will go somewhere and how we have to get there is take a left uh-huh. and take a right. So then when we go back and I going backwards, you have to take a right, then take a left. Uh-huh. And you go, wow, how do you remember that? <laughs> it's two turns, sis. <laughs> you are so good at that. That's why I keep you around. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You are. I'm, that's, that's, <laughs> that's never been something I've been good at. Alex, even when I come home, I come home to a place that I grew up in my entire life, Alexis, and I still get lost home so i <laughs> i mean it's just not something well, i'm good at well thank god for gps yes um, <laughs> oh my god. but so they're on you know the east river mm-hmm. like pier yeah um and they also go to a bar and they also have like a stroll at night and i want to talk about some of those conversations because mm-hmm. to me this is where the story stalls out because now yeah. we have to sit here and listen to <clears throat> wendell's character dylan yeah. recount to her everything that we just spent 20 minutes watching him do and it takes him another 20 minutes uh, to explain all this to her and yeah. she doesn't add anything to it because her only reactions are ever what that's no ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like she doesn't we don't actually get into her head and what i really really wanted was mm. the first like after his first visit when he stalks her and then finally like approaches her at the coffee shop yeah when he went back to Florida, I wanted the story to stay up there with her same. and see her life. You know how we're on the same page? Because what I thought would have been cool in this movie, so after like he stalks or whatever for those two days, if we flip it and see what she was going through during those two days, that would have been mm-hmm. great. And it would have saved us a lot of time. They could have met and we are, you know, they have their little montage or whatever, but we don't have to hear the dialogue. We know what they're talking about. And then we get to them trying to figure out, okay, what's next for our relationship? Mm-hmm. That's what I would like, you know, at the um in the middle of waves mm-hmm. when the, the perspective of the movie just flips, the yeah. protagonist changes. What a beautiful That's what movie. I kinda wanted. Waves was so good. Yeah. Oh god. I thought it was good. It was People don't like it. I thought it was good. They don't like it because it was written um, by a white man, which I get, but still. Period. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't do that. It stays with him. Uh D- Dylan's boring ass. And we never really get, like we never even get to really see what the inside of her apartment looks like. Like how she really lives, or how she can afford that apartment. She works at a bookstore. She doesn't have anyone older than her. Like she doesn't yeah. have any family giving her money. That's a good point. I don't get it. 
You know, they did it how, like, I don't watch girls to TV show because in that reality, there aren't any black women, but kind of how, like, mm-hmm. in girls, everyone is just well off enough with these just, like, regularized jobs to afford these very, very nice apartments in New York, but it doesn't make any sense because there's no way in hell you can afford a place that's, like, $1,800 a month, and you work at a bookstore. Yeah, that, and that, 18, that's generous. Yeah. That's pretty low. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know? That's not logical in New York City. But yeah, yeah. but we never really get to see that. And I and the the the, re, the other reason that the story stalls out other than him having to verbalize everything that we already just watched yeah. is that they don't do anything. The whole movie is just dialogue and it should have been a book. Mm. <laughs> like if it's just going to there was no visual. I was visually com- like completely unstimulated visually yeah. throughout this whole movie. Other than the first scene where he's golfing and pulling out the teeth, that was very good. Mm-hmm. The first, the opening scene. After that, everything is just, all right, roll the camera, stand here, talk. I blame the writer, director. I blame him. Because even mm-hmm. just with, I think Window just puts his own acting experience into like those first few scenes where we just kind of see him and understand who his character is. So like he just puts it out there so we know up front, this, I'm this loner man, no family. I do everything by myself and I'm a dentist. We see that in his mm-hmm. actions, very little dialogue. And then when we get, I guess, into the bulk of the script in the movie, I played Candy Crush the most of the movie and had to rewind. Yeah. I said, oh shit, what, what just happened? I missed, oh no, they, they was just talking after leaving no, the nothing, Ferris wheel. Nothing happened. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know what it really was? Here's Lex's uh, story critique, story structure. Uh, corner (laughs) this is the segment where i spend about 60 seconds just explaining why exactly what you're saying is correct exactly why that's correct (laughs) the problem with why we're not invested and Mm -hmm. why other than the movie being visually stagnant there's nothing visually to see the movie could have been like a audio story (laughs) actually it could have been you know i would listen to levon (laughs) levar burton yeah (laughs) tell this it would have been good yeah yeah. Other than that problem, the other thing is like, I for me, I didn't, that didn't connect in the first scenes. I just, I saw his life is totally fine. To mm-hmm. me, if I'm 50, I have a successful business. I do my favorite hobby, my favorite sport every day, and I have a good glass of whiskey at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> like, I didn't read that as lonely. Oh. <laughs> but the problem is, like, we didn't, they didn't tell us who, like, his essential worldview what his true beliefs were about family. He never expressed being lonely and he never even expressed that he was searching for his daughter or the, his daughter's mother uh-huh. out of longing for a family. It seems like he was searching for them just to do right. Like, right. You know, yeah, that's true. He, that's, that's what he was doing. So we don't know what truly mm. was inside him yeah. in order to be changed by meeting his daughter. She doesn't really change him like Mm-mm. becoming a father makes him do like the man thing uh-huh. of like i need to sacrifice myself for my seed like, right. you know, <laughs> the man thing right but we don't really get the the you have when you introduce a character you have to tell us especially if it's your protagonist mm-hmm. you have to tell us what their core belief is like you know mm-hmm. if his core belief is that I am alone because I don't trust nobody. That's a different movie than if his core belief is I'm alone because, you know, 
this woman broke my heart. Like mm. I'm alone because I don't like need anybody. I am right. so sufficient. I'm so powerful. That's a different movie because that's a different thing that will need to change. Yeah. And we never got that. This is take notes, people. It's free. That's why it just stalls out because we don't actually understand his motivations. And it's even truer for Journey's character. We don't know anything about that girl. We know nothing Other about Other than she gay. Yeah. And she kind of mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She gay. She's mean. And she got a bad kidney. Yeah. And, you know, they talk about the mom once. The mama was on uh, heroin. She was on the dirty stuff. And she OD when, uh, what's that girl named? Julie? No, her name was Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I do this every time. I can't ever remember the character. <laughs> her name was Lucy. That was Journey's character. Lucy. Uh-huh. Yes, Lucy's mom uh, ODs when she's 15. <laughs> yes. But what I also wanted, I after he, you know, when he leaves and we don't get that back, I was like, okay, at least if he comes back, if we're going to stay with him, yeah, maybe we can get like some montages of, cause we don't even know why he left New York. If like some montages of like what his love was really like with her mama or like, you yeah. know, just reconnecting, like showing her, like I used to come here, this place used to be, cause the movie like addresses that Brooklyn is like a hipster wasteland now. But yeah. like, you know, this used to be, a black record store and like, you know, something, you know, well, some real is, connection. You know why? It was written and directed by a white man. That's if she had just <laughs> small things. If this was written so, and or directed by a black person, I think there would have been more mm-hmm. of that, you know, like exploring Brooklyn from the lens of a black person. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I know myself, I, if I'm out and about, I avoid hipster like areas as much as possible because I don't want to be around all of them people that's just not something that I have fun that's not an environment I have fun in you know what I'm saying so I'm blaming the, the director he's the director and writer the guy who did this movie is white guy you know shout out to you for casting you know Wendell and Journey but like this is this movie is a white movie essentially this could have been the exact same thing with like two white leads and it would have been a lifetime movie and that's it <laughs> So the the twist of the movie is that he finds out because he's about to give his girl his kidney, and you know they do a lot of blood work, and mm-hmm. he finds out that he not her daddy. But let's which get is to why that they, yeah. I saw it coming. I did too, but like I mean, because I guess they they really avoided the topic of DNA when they first met. Because anybody's gonna come up on the street and tell me they my daddy. Now, okay, let's get a test in. Especially if my mama told me he did. <laughs> right. So like you don't have to do something here, partner. <laughs> so what's good? That was ridiculous. But when that happened, like, I expected that because then, then now we have a real problem. Right. Because there's no question this type of man is clearly a do-gooder. And mm-hmm. there's a reason, like, they put him in a, like, uh, job of dentist. Dentist is, it's a safe job. It's a job that, you know, it's, it, everybody need their teeth clean, I mm-hmm. guess. Look, that's what Dr. Heavenly I'm said. I'm doing air quotes. And I trust Dr. Heavenly. <laughs> scammers they all are but <laughs> it's a, it, the same way we talked about in miss juneteenth what being a funeral home director in the black mm-hmm. south means mm-hmm. being a dentist in a suburb it it means yeah. something it's just a 
like the staple, like the most stable, boring job you yeah. can have. That and like accountant. Yeah, you're dependable. Mm-hmm. You make a good living for your family. Clearly, you're an all around great person because you're a dentist. That's yeah. what that means. Yeah. yeah. There's no risk. It's a slow job. It's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but a man like that, clearly, it's it's a no brainer that he would give his biological daughter his kidney. Right. Like that's not. There's no stakes there. Clearly, he would do that. Exactly. But the real stakes, I, which was, I was really when the twist came, I wrote in all caps. Finally, <laughs> we got some real meat here. Uh-huh. Jeez, took you an hour. It did <laughs> take an hour of nothing. I mean, we no. get the letters they because they we find out at, at I guess middle of the movie after they meet that Journey's character Lucy likes to write letters to um what's his Dylan. So they write letters back and forth. Mm. And we see that communication while he's back in Florida. And she's in New York, but I, I mean nothing more than that. <laughs> Outside of you know, yeah, yeah. it's pretty boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's my main complaint about the movie. It's boring. It is. Boring. Um, yeah, I have a hot take, and I wanted to, it, I wanted to get that those scenes out of the way before I gave my hot take because I think you're gonna like this. Yeah. Let's you ready? Do Let's do it. Yeah. It's the only time I've ever said this. Okay. Tyler Perry could have made this movie so much better. Oh, girl, yes. <laughs> this movie would have been a hit. This movie would have been so much better to watch you know, if Mr. Tyler Perry yeah. had made it. If Mr. Perry stamped his name on this and had some... Di- oh, yeah. Ten times this would have elevated yeah. ten times. Yeah. It has all of the elements of yeah. what Tyler Perry usually plays with. You know, death is death and sickness. That's mm-hmm. the stakes. Daddies, uh, stand-up black men, you know, yep. good black men taking care of stuff. Um, this is missing some Jesus. He needs some Jesus. And these white women would not be in the movie. Jesus is kind of in the undertone of the theme, but and it, it got some disrespectful daughters. Tyler Perry loved that. Yeah, but think about it, because this is... I have an example. So I watched um, is Tyler Perry's the movie where Alex Deeds, that's no, Alex Cross, you and know, then there's there's no good no deeds. good deeds. Yeah, with him and Gabrielle. No Union. good deeds. Yeah, I watch. That's not Gabrielle Union. That's um, Gabrielle Union was his fiance. Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton is the girl he get with afterwards. Gabrielle Union wasn't that. Yeah. He know he wrong. See, when you a filmmaker, you get to make whatever world you want. And in Tyler Perry's world, Gabrielle Union would date him. Yes, but. <laughs> But yes, she is yeah. in that movie. I watched My that bad. movie last weekend, but girl. It was kind of good. It, I watched it too. It was kind of good. <laughs> oh, what what you didn't see is me and Sydney both held up our thumb and index fingers for a little. <laughs> it was kind of good. Uh, but the thing, the reason that movie was good is because we know, we mm. know Deeds is fundamental world belief which is i need to be perfect because if i don't everything around me will crumble and i just know it i need to be perfect i can't enjoy anything because everything around me i have to hold it all up and hold together right that's his world belief and meeting tandy newton's character changes Changes that you can see the slow evolution we don't get any tyler perry at least he knows that (laughs) like (laughs) that's good character arc this is missing that Mm. yeah that was a great, you know. So I, that's my biggest take. I 110% agree with that hot take. This movie would have went up if Tyler Perry was behind it. Imagine Medea and Joe talking to Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> that's your daughter, ain't it? That. <laughs> oh, I would have loved that. Dang. Yeah. 
<laughs> what a missed I'm sorry opportunity. I set your hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Dang. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we find out Dylan like ain't to... the daddy. Oh, we missing the 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 climax of the movie after we find out he ain't the daddy. Then he still gives Take her the there. yeah he gives her the kidney anyway, uh, and something goes wrong in his surgery. Obviously, he goes into a coma. She does just fine. Eight days later, thankfully, he wakes up out of the coma. Um, he legally adopts her. We find out like towards the end of the movie, even though she grown. La- no, it's the last frame of the movie. It's the last frame of the movie. I looked it up, and legally, you can adopt an adult. You can't. That happened now. I was gonna say that happened on um, Love After Lockup. One of the <laughs> one of the lovers tried to <laughs> tried to adopt type of fucking Okay, tried to adopt his girlfriend, but it's fine, and she's grown. But it is possible, is what I was getting at. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I don't know how you find a tie-in every week. <laughs> anyway, uh, this also used to be a thing that gay men would do before gay marriage was legal. They'd adopt one of them would adopt oh, the other so that they could like, do life insurance. Yeah, yeah, old stuff. Um, but unnecessary to include here, um, and also that's some white shit because black people we don't really need that type of stuff to Just, legitimize yeah, families family. not at all. Like, sure don't. Yeah, black people don't even. This is that's that's how you know exactly what you said earlier is correct about mm-hmm. you know this, the characters in the story. This is it's it some white be shit. a white story. Yeah, that's like even like I was gonna say like little things like yeah how like white people have half siblings. Black people don't have no half yeah. siblings. Like that's your sister. And your I've brother. never heard a black person and, say that. And <laughs> and that's it. Like we don't have no half siblings. That's that's not a thing. That don't make no sense. That's your my sister. Right, that's your sister. <laughs> that's it. Like what? A half sibling? Weird. What are you talking about? <laughs> like no. You ever seen a white person trying to explain a half sibling? Like they get so weird. Like. I had a coworker who was like, uh, I, you know, he asked me if I had any siblings. Hey, yeah, I got two big sisters. Yeah. And he said, I asked him, and he said, this is direct quote. No, I'm an only child, except for like, I have like, you know, my parents, they, um, you know, when, when they had split up, you know, it's just, I, he's kind of like, he's like my dad's kid, but like. Your little brother? <laughs> what? <laughs> Your little brother, your, like your parents got divorced when you were four. This you he's lost, two years like <laughs> older than you. Like it's not. Have you was lost two years your mind? Than yeah, that's your brother. It's not that weird. Like, it's just truly like deeply fundamental differences in what we view as family right. and white people don't know. They don't. Like yeah, because I'm like half siblings. Have you no? Or like so? Ugh. Yeah. No, it's not a thing. But that's yeah. that's. Or even how white people don't really fuck with their cousins like that. Oh my god, yeah. It's never like cuz you know when when you when you're a kid, you technically do grow up with your cousins. Like even if you don't live in the same city or whatever, like you know, either you go wherever they live in for a few weeks or vice versa and you want to hang out with your cousins. That's just you grew up together. Those yeah. are like another set of siblings, basically. It's just culturally it's, different yeah, and like crazy. only a white person would feel the need to legally adopt a 25-year-old woman. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Like, at this point, you can just list her as a beneficiary. You like, literally you can. You don't have to. 
Yeah. Also, that so that we see just an adoption certificate in the last frame of the movie, and also in the last frame of the movie, we see that they both, uh, both Dylan and uh, Journey Small uh, Lucy, have settled down with white women. And why? Why would they do? Why would they include that? I don't know. I I have no. I, that to me was the most puzzling thing of the entire movie, outside of him stalking her for two days. So we just call it y'all is just the Brady Bunch. The two of y'all and these white women? Okay. It didn't click for me. Yeah. I, and like, clearly like, um, Lucy looked like her mama was white as well. Yeah. And I don't know what that says about Dylan. I mean, that <laughs> tracks. Dylan is probably a Trump voter. <laughs> Actually, I mean, he lives in Orlando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, um, it tracks. It, yeah, it does. Damn, I didn't mean Dylan. to make the movie. I didn't mean to soil it, but yeah. soiled yeah. it. Saw that. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh this movie. It's emotional, I guess. It didn't jerk any tears out of me, um, mostly because it was just it lacked the visual element. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna lie. When I thought Dylan was dead, I did shed a thug tear or two. Oh yeah, I you did. cried for real. I did. I shed a few tears. Well, here's where, I mean, we'll need to give the listeners a barometer. Sydney also has cried more than once at Sister Code, so. First of all, let's not even go there, because we all know Juice Adore did not have to die in that movie. That was unnecessary. Oh <laughs> it was very unnecessary. She was sick, Sydney. Okay, but she, people live with lupus every day. They didn't have to kill her off. That was crazy. Now the baby don't got no mama. Oh, I'm I'm getting emotional thinking. <laughs> every time you say you say that every time you say now the baby ain't got no mama and you get Ooh. you start fucking tearing up. You're doing it right now. And anyway, Sydney's wiping her eyes. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Nevertheless, so you know Sydney just likes to cry in an emotional movie. I, I, I do. I, I will shed some tears. It it's not beyond me to do. So yeah, that's this movie. Well, um, let's get into the yeah, awards. You know, we want to do that. Yeah, I have a question for you, which yeah. is who came to act yeah. in this movie? Yeah, this movie. Um, I would like to treat this movie. I was going to treat it the same as I did support the girls, but on the fly after thinking back to how we really didn't get to see much of Journey's character at all outside of like her attachment to Dylan as her supposed do- supposed father and then like a few snippets of like her illness I don't we didn't really get to see much of her perform even though I, you know she's an amazing actress I think uh but for that I'm gonna have to give it to Wendell Pierce I think uh just going back to the be- the beginning of the movie him really setting up his character for us in a great way um, thinking about his soft eyes and how it made him very, very creepy as the stalker father. I mean, range. Um, so Wendell Pierce, I think you know you gave as much as you could uh, for this script that was given to you, and for that, I would like to nominate you for the Who Came to Act Award. Nice, and you know, I I accept it wholeheartedly this week because I love Wendell Pierce, and it's like a it's like a he just deserves an award, like. Any award, I think he deserves it. So, for that, yes. Um, I haven't seen Journey Smollett act. 
in a while. Oh, like, girl, I can't you need to get recall. on Lovecraft like, Country. Oh, she was great in underground, underground too. Yeah, no, no, she was in underground. She was one of the leads, okay. and she was great in underground too. I have to rewatch that because she didn't act well in this movie. But they didn't give her a lot to work with. Yeah, either. she didn't. Mr. Get Pierce, a lot. on the other hand. He gave us a decent bit. So, yeah, I, yeah. I accept that nomination. I clearly sound I sound tired because um, <laughs> this movie wore me out. It did. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's what I can guarantee. This is, I'm going to put, I'm going, I'm going, I'm putting this out there, Sid. Mm-hmm. Next week, we are coming with a black-ass movie, and it's going to be Hell good. Hell, yeah. This week and last week, we've asked a lot of y'all to... Um, bear with us just to on stick these. around yeah yeah so just no go back and listen to last week's episode because we really got to some good understanding about <laughs> what type of black indies we're going to be covering yeah um toward the end of last week's episode so check that out and yeah that's all i got on it what about you Sid? yeah i don't have anything else to say i will say just in support of journey and as a fan if you haven't, I definitely recommend uh, Lovecraft Country, a new series on HBO starring her and the very fine and talented Mr. Jonathan Majors. My God. Um, check it out. If either one of them don't get nominated for Emmys next year, I will personally stand outside the Emmys office and pick it. I will fly mm-hmm. out there and do that. So, yeah, I feel very strongly well, about this. Well, look, if show. Mr. Majors don't get nominated, I, I will... I volunteer to console him. Wow. <laughs> I volunteer to take him out after you console him. Wow. Snake behavior. <laughs> okay. Well, we're out of here. Thank y'all for bearing with us. Next week, I'm telling you, it's going to be good. I, I Just please come back next week. It's going to be good. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be great. All right. We out. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, if you see seeing five stars right now, just click all of them for us. Feel free to join in on the conversation. You can find us on Twitter at TNCCPod. And check us out on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit. And that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. Oh.